Hello, beautiful souls. Victoria here. Today we have a roundtable discussion with MJ and Amelvis, and we're going to be talking about the healer's path. Welcome, ladies. You're muted. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm, hi. <laughs> that was funny. Go ahead. I'm, very, I'm happy to be here. Would you like to take a minute to introduce yourself? Um, I'm a Melvis. I'm a QHHT practitioner and um, a Reiki practitioner. I uh, am just on this path for about 20 years now, and it's been it's been just ups and downs as as for all of us. Uh, but I'm very happy to be here on this side and sharing my experience and my knowledge with everyone. Beautiful. And your website is the four the four elements. Healing? Four elements healing. Beautiful. MJ? Hello, everyone. I'm MJ Marshall. I have worked in social services for over 20 years. I have decided to leave that and become a spiritual life coach full-time. I had my spiritual awakening last year. And um, like Amy, I am just eager to show the world my knowledge and to help others with their spiritual journey. Um, from a life coaching um, aspect of it. Beautiful. And for those that are trying to connect with me, I am on soulhealingtribe.com or the Awakening the Healer Within Training Program.com. So today we are going to be speaking about the healer's path, the expectations, the ups and downs. Um, and what I think for me, the expectations of the family and partners is something that I would like to discuss with you ladies because um from clients i know that there is a lot of expectations everybody expects something out of you so share with us your journey um well the thing with the spiritual awakening per se is my my belief is it's not like a once-off event it, it really it's a deepening process so as you begin i i think it's a little easier to continue your normal life because you're just kind of um learning and then for myself that process began in like 1993 where i just had i started with the question who am i why am i here why doesn't this narrative that is so widely accepted resonate with me um and so i just it took me quite a lot of a lot of years just really learning and, and finding my own how I stood in that, like what my, what resonated for me. Um, and it truly, my, my spiritual path truly picked up in like 2020. Uh, that's when it really kind of just took the forefront, came to the forefront. Um, as I awakened, I just, I really woke up to the fact that of all the illusions that, that are around us. So it just became like, once you, once you awaken to that, it's very difficult. It becomes more difficult to really like integrate it into just a part-time thing that, you know, you, you read about. And so you, I started feeling really called to not just learn about it, but really integrate it into my daily life. And, and as I did that, I felt called to, to share my experience and what I was learning with other people that are, that are, I'm sure going through the same thing. And um, as far as 
the people close to me, um, you know, as you begin to understand this world differently from all those around you, it really, not everyone understands the things that you understand now. And you, I went through some time and I still do sometimes where I really felt kind of estranged from a lot of, from the people that were closest to me. Um, they, you're trying, you get excited about all this information and you want to share it with them and you want them to see what you're learning and the, the connection that you've made. And they're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So um, it made no sense to them. And that that is definitely, I think, one can be one of the most difficult, challenging parts of it at the beginning. Because at that at the beginning, you're also you're also still trying to acclimate to it, you know. So like now, I I have really fully owned up to who I am in in all this and what where we are and what this is, and so it's a lot easier for me to stand in that. But when you're still like navigating that uh, initially, and and the people around you are really not getting it, it, it kind of makes it difficult for you as well. Right, right. MJ? Yeah, um, I must say, when I said I had my spiritual awakening uh, last year, what I meant from that is actually knowing, like knowing, knowing, knowing for certain that there are spirits that exist. Um, prior to that, I've always, you know, heard about, you know, spirits existing, your spirit team and whatnot, and all these beautiful things, um, also negative things, but I've never experienced any of those things um, in my past. In my, I'm 41 now, back in my 20s, I decided that uh, uh, I was raised to be a Christian. That wasn't the route that I wanted to take, but I was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to gravitate towards. And um, I just knew that I didn't have a lot of uh, the same beliefs as organized religion. And I wanted to try to cultivate it according to what made me feel good about it. And so I kept that private. Um, I would join different meetups to, you know, experience things with different um, other people before as my family. Um, it was just something that I just came to realize this is something I can't communicate with them. And it wasn't until maybe several years ago, several years ago, I started to you know, say different things. But last year is when I was fully like, okay, it's all about me having, needing to express myself. You know, um, I hear everything that everyone else is saying about their belief and uh, what, what is good for them, you know, who they follow. But now it's time, MJ, it, I matter because I've seen that other part of that, that awakening part of it there's no way that I can't express that part of it. Like, there's got to be other people that know about this side of it, right? <laughs> and it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So when you go through that process of um, what, I, I guess people call it awakening, right? We all do, but we all know that it's a process where it may take years for some of us to really tap into what it means that we're supposed to be doing here because it's a process we we don't just wake up one day and say my goodness I'm supposed to be a healer I'm supposed to be doing this and the, dedicating my life to this and living 
your careers or small businesses to them help others. What did that look like for you? Well, I would say um, it's been about 10 to 15 years since I decided to take a different route. I have been exploring different things, trying to figure out where I uh, need to be in life. I had, you know, put together my entire business uh, from scratch and just spending all that time in it. There wasn't, I never brought my spirituality in it. It was never integrated into my work. People knew that I had a good soul, a good heart, but they connected it to whatever their core beliefs were, whatever they perceived good to be. They never got to see the MJ that I re- I'm ready to show who I am now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. This is that good person. This is who I truly am. And they're like, what? It's trying to connect the two because you can see the looks on their faces trying to figure out this is different. We're not used to this, but we know you're just an amazing person. You have a good heart, but we don't understand why you, you think that way or you believe this way. Hmm. Interesting. And some of, I, I think some people are like, oh, she's losing it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Was that common for you ladies? I'm sorry? Was that common for your family members and friends to say she's losing it? Um, it, it has been in my experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me too. <laughs> and I think that's why I spent so long in that in that place, just really trying to figure out why I was being called to it, but not fully embracing it, uh, because it's just there's so much skepticism about anything that doesn't fit in the box. Um, right, right. So, yeah, yeah, like we might need to call 911. Are you okay? Do, do we need to call 911 type of questions that were not yeah. jokes, but they wanted to make it seem like a joke. <laughs> so. And then the other thing also, the other side of the coin is for myself anyway, I try to like dumb down my conversations <laughs> and I was much better at it before. So you try to just stay like really surface and talk about the stuff that everyone else wants to talk about. And then at least with my family, I guess, because I feel, I still feel so comfortable with them. Inevitably, I like say something and everybody's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like inevitably I'll link it somehow and, and say something uh, that they don't understand. So, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, um, there was a question that I had when you were talking about that, um, and I completely lost it. I, I forgot. Say <laughs> that again? It'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so, because I, I, I was curious that you were talking about those conversations and Anyways, let's continue because I I lost it. (laughs) So the healer's path, um, the expectations, what expectations do you feel you had um, when you were waking up to being, knowing that there is life is supposed to be about more than just the nine to five work, sleep, eat, right? Like what expectations do you recall having about what this all meant for you? 
I know that it was a huge surge of fear for me because I had, I've, I've always been so used to not even just a nine to five, but just having something that, you know, I felt secure in, you know, the, the, the business that I just left, I had put a lot of years into that, knowing that, you know, this is going to definitely generate income. And um, me stepping outside of that into a world of unknown, something I truly do believe, but it's, it's, is unknown to me. Um, and it's, it's scary to be safe, I guess, or stable to know that you're going to be there. You have to have that trust and, um, knowing that your spirit team is going to be there to guide you. And if you're not used to, um, knowing your spirit team is, you know, present, then it can become like, (laughs) are you sure you're asking the same questions every day? <laughs> what do you mean? Like you're asking the same thing to your spirit guys every day, like in different like, ways. Like, are oh, you sure it's gonna be okay? Do I need to do something? Do I need to get maybe a part-time job? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Interesting. So faith, having faith that you were making the right decision. That's hard though, because for a lot of people, like Janelle, who's not here today, she left a corporate um, job, you know, she's an attorney and she left a corporate job to then go into the healing path. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's it can be very scary, I think. And for me, leaving small businesses that I, you know, throughout the years, I, I'm just naturally good with business when it comes to having different businesses. So I ran different businesses and to then leave that to do something like this fully at the beginning, I was like, I don't even know if this is going to work because, (laughs) you know, like I like moving things around. So every two years I'm doing a new project. So for me, it was like, if I stay, then that means I'm like, I felt restricted. Like, if, if I do commit myself to this, then I'm going to be stuck. I, I was feeling like I was going to be stuck in doing this without knowing, like, how do I move things around? Like, I'm always moving things around, like changing, opening different businesses and stuff like that. So for me, it was a feeling of a lot of beliefs from, you know, when people are healers, like in Dominican Republic, we the curanderos, the brujos, the brujas, the twin, you know, bruja, brujas isn't a good term, but that's what a lot of people think they, they do. But there really are 21 division priest, priestess, mambo, hugans, and a lot of those people tend to be poor. <laughs> they don't want to be poor. So for me, it was a belief system that I had to break through in order for me to accept what I was getting ready to do fully, because for a long time I did it on the side, behind the scenes where nobody knew and they couldn't put two and two together because I really wanted to keep it a secret. And I felt like I was always lying. Like, I don't want anyone to know. (laughs) It was like the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) So breaking down that belief system was, um, it took me many years actually, because you you grow up in a culture where if you do X, Y, and C, then that means you are this. And for me to break down what it meant if I accepted my healing path, 
I had to break completely that, completely break it down. And then there was the other part of me feeling like now I'm going to be stuck and doing this by myself. So building a community of people that are like-minded was very important to me. But that's hard for a lot of people. They don't have that. Yeah, that's, um, I, I feel a very difficult part. Just find, before you find the people that, that really get you and before you, you're able to find a community, uh, it can be a very lonely and, and confusing path. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Once, once, the thing is, once you get it, you, it, there's no turning back. So once you wake up to the reality of who you are, it's, there's, I, I feel like we don't have an option. <laughs> well, th but that's also a problem too, right? For a lot of people. Because there is not an option, and we're used to. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I should say I shouldn't say that because, fortunately, uh, my children. Probably the reason it took me so long was because I had two younger children, and um, my daughter turned twenty and twenty. My youngest turned twenty in twenty twenty two, so it did free up that. It took that responsibility off my shoulders in some regards. Like I didn't have a child. To uh, I was an accountant before I in a past life um, but so yeah it was very it, it definitely there like MJ said you you kind of um you're labeled as as like this is your role in life and this is what you do and this is what you're good at and also you know you're going to get you're going to be able to pay your bills and you're going to you know it's a big it's a big scary jump but um but I personally don't feel like I have a, a choice. <laughs> that you don't have what? I don't feel like like there's like I had a like I have a choice. For thank goodness for me, like I said, my my kids were older because if I came to this place to this um knowing that I am now and my kids were younger, I don't know what would have happened if I quit my job. <laughs> well, I think that's a good point because, for example, one of the things that I dealt with when um my son was a toddler was oh shit if I do this and I am making the wrong decision what are the complications for him and further generations like people don't think about things like this but then when you start waking up you start seeing how everything is so interconnected and you're like everything that I do is going to affect everybody that comes after me and everybody that came before me so what are the implications and complications if if I make this, if if I choose this, what is he going to have to deal with if I make the wrong decision? So I think for a lot of people, um, especially those that are into the occult, and they think the occult is just associated with, with dark magic, because that's what they're used to. They're like, if I do this, even though I know that I'm not going to do any black magic, but I'm into the occult, that means naturally that something bad can happen to my children and their children and so on. So there is a lot of fear and doubts in regards to that, which prevents a lot of people from moving forward with their spiritual practices out of those fears. I don't know if anybody had anything like that, MJ. Anything you want to add? Well, so I've learned that it's very, it's very important to do our own research. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of information going on, on TikTok, uh, YouTube, with a lot of um, truth and a lot of false information as well. So we have to do our due diligence in getting books, going back to how it used to be, reading, researching, and sitting down to, uh, you know, meditate the information and process it to see if it's applicable to us, um, if it's our truth, and to apply it. Um, there is a lot about the occult that I see on YouTube, and some of it just doesn't seem right. And <laughs> the more and more you just learn about it, <laughs> the more that you can see people are mis misinformed, and they're just spreading things out there, um, adding on to the fear that people have with the occult. You know, that, that is what I've gained from it. Right. And the occult is basically hidden knowledge, you know, right. it's hidden knowledge. But everybody's heart is going to determine how that knowledge is used. Is it good or bad? Is it for good or bad? And that depends on everybody's heart. So in regards to why do I keep forgetting something is going on with me? I keep forgetting what I'm going to ask you. Wow. Second time today. Continue, please. You got to do your notes to get like little arrows and put like what you want to talk about or like jot it down with a pen. Like after that ceremony this weekend, I'm completely wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Continue, please. I, so, you know, for me, I'm talking about me again. <laughs> that's that's the um, point of today. I, I also, <laughs> You know, like there's that Zen proverb, like before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Um, like a big portion of my life, I would say a big, more than not, has stayed relatively the same. You know, I, I still, I, have, I pay my bills, I eat food, um, like everything changes, but but in reality, in reality, nothing changes. So for me, my spiritual awakening has helped me really to, to learn how to live in the present, present moment without, like, without the internal conflict. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, it allows me to, to, have, to be able to be in the, in the being, to be in whatever is happening without like more unattached. So I still, I haven't found the need to like sell all my belongings and, and you know, live in the woods yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people think that that's my husband. My husband thought like I was going to be, you know, dancing naked on the beach around candles and doing, you know, just like my whole, and I wasn't gonna, I, he's like, but what does this look like? What's this gonna look like? Like, are you going to, um, what things has he asked me? Like, what are you, are you gonna dress differently? Are you going, um, he recently asked me if I thought the earth was flat. Uh, just, you know, it's so concerning to everybody around, around us. And I, I keep trying to tell him, like, I'm still me. Like, it's still, I, I, I just don't, 
I realized like the illusion that we've been living in, but that doesn't mean that I'm still, I came here. I chose to come here. We chose to come here to, um, to awaken humanity. And, and I want to be here. You know, I, this is where we belong. I'm not trying to escape. So a lot of people don't get that. They think you're going to just go off the deep end. <laughs> and I think it's fear, you know, it's fear of the unknown. Yeah. It's not widely accepted. Or, I mean, well, it is a lot more than it used to be, but. Right. Well, I think now that more people and more people are r raising their vibration and truly understanding where we're headed, like the, the changes, everybody waking up and everybody doing their part is helping collectively for us to like be more comfortable in our own skin. Um, but I do believe that a lot of people end up really um, tapping into a version of themselves of what they really came to do here that is completely different from who they were before. So those people do tend to be more like major changes because they had to make radical shifts. You know, like when a lawyer comes and a lawyer is like, I really don't, I just don't want to do this anymore. And this male is like, my family depends on this money. Like we have a really nice lifestyle. And now I just want to meditate and do nothing. So I want to retire. But the family, the wife and the kids have expectations of going to Ivy League school, driving nice cars and it doesn't work, right? So which one is it? So for a lot of people, it's like, is it okay for me to be this now when everybody is expecting something else out of them? And it's like, now you're going to be a loser because you're leaving your work and you have to detach from that belief of those expectations that those people have of being the attorney, the high power attorney in town and everybody respect you and you know you have the nice cars the nice house people that have a lot of money and now you don't belong in that circle anymore so for a lot of people it's very like what is going on with me and it can be very scary and you know their dreams and everything changes and it's like it is a huge shift for a lot of people right for some others it's more like a very much in alignment because they're already like living a lifestyle where it's more in sync with right. maybe, the higher version. Yeah, maybe because um some people it was a it was more gradual, but I can see yeah what you're saying with like this mass awakening that's happening with someone that did not have any awareness of this and then just suddenly, you know, it's yeah, that, that would be that would be challenging. Yeah, that would be go ahead. That you. Well, you, because the thing is, I like I was saying earlier, I always knew that I was spiritual. That's what I identified myself um, as to detach from, you know, organized religion. But when I had went through my my awakening and I see my spirit team, it was like um, I was just so overwhelmed. I made a sudden decision to just walk away from my business, put a 30 day notice in. And I knew that I couldn't function the way I was functioning. I'm not going to be able to uh, do what it is that I need to do um, in a healing manner because it's too, it's too chaotic. The, the type of work that I was doing in case management, 
I can't function like that. And it was really putting a toll on me, on my life. I was stressed out. I, you know, I was just unhappy. Now I did sell all my shit. I sold my shit that was in that garage. I had stuff that I didn't even need. I had like two kayaks in there. I had um, a paddleboard. I had a motorcycle in there. I wasn't using none of that stuff. Paying for that garage, $150 every month. And so it's like I'm going through a, a cleanup process. Cleansing process. Like yeah. get rid of all of that stuff. Like you ain't even using it. What you holding on to it for? So I'm getting rid of it and people, and I got rid of it for like, not even, you know, for really cheap. People looking at me like, what's wrong with this stuff? You know, nothing wrong with it. I'm just getting rid of it. Take it, <laughs> get it out of here. <laughs> That's funny. And you may come back and try to buy the same kayak that you just sold. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sometimes that happens. You know, you're clearing, you're clearing, and then everything becomes clear. You're like, oh, I need that back. Let me go get another one. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, who was it? I think it was in this weekend we were talking about during the cacao ceremony. We were talking about there was somebody that was telling me about the experience of going through no, it was before the cacao, going through a lot of jewelry, like very expensive jewelry and got rid of all of that jewelry, right? So for her, it was about cleansing from all of that energy that her jewelry attracted through the years, right? And letting go. For me, it was my hair. Like I cut all my hair. <laughs> one, one day I woke up and I cut all my hair. So there is different way of cleansing. And, but the people around us, they might be thinking, what is going on with this person? Like, why are they so erratic? Like <laughs> one day they wake up and oh, they're over here. <laughs> Another day you wake up and you like, I'm moving out of, I don't know, out of state or something like that. Yvette did that. She moved out from Northeast down to Florida from one day to another, 30 days type of thing. So I think for a lot of people it can be very, uh, you know, like you get that adrenaline and you're like, we're doing this and there is no going back, right? But then when you get to that point, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> am I making the right choices? Am I making the right decisions? And a lot of doubts settle in. So we have to navigate through those doubts. Share with us some of your doubts, some of the things that you experienced during your awakening process. Or the healer's path in general, like um, what doubts have come up? Well, it was more, for me, it was more like, am I, what, how are people going to, what are people going to think of me? You know, how do I, uh, like my husband would ask me the questions, like I said, and, and I would be like, oh my God, like, am I going to want to move to the forest? Like, one day and maybe he's right like maybe this isn't like maybe I'm crazy uh so just that I think more of when so much uh resistance is being thrown at you it's natural to question yourself but uh but um and then the doubts of like am I do I have what it takes to to get this healing, you know, to like to do what I want to do. Do I am I worthy? You know, just the normal in, in 
um, insecurities, I guess. Like, I know I can be an accountant. Can I be an <laughs> but, uh, but also, you know, with that, I think there comes just a, a point that there, you're just, you're going to be miserable. I would be miserable if I didn't take the test. So it, it becomes so how did you overcome? Hmm? How, how did you overcome those insecurities? Um, I think that I just realized that, yeah, it can be confusing, it can be scary, but that doesn't mean that I'm on the wrong path. It just really just resonates with me so much what I'm here to do and and I want to be part of this. And it once something really just feels, it just, it feels like truth. I can't, I, I don't have a choice at this point. So I, I just have to, I'm committed and I have to follow it through. I'm here. <laughs> I actually, um, at this point it would be, and I think for a lot of people too, it would be more difficult to, to not do it. Repeat that part. That I think it would be. It gets to a point where it's more difficult to not. It gets more difficult to let your fears control you and not pursue what your soul is telling you. Gotcha. Um, I think it's just really important when you're when this when you're in this process, just find like-minded people that just makes because being in it completely alone is really. Uh, it's really difficult. Uh, so it's really important to just find groups, find people. Fortunately, at least on social media now, there is a lot of a lot of people that are sharing the same things. But um, if you can try to find in your area people that you can actually get together with um, and just really let go of the things that don't, that no longer serve you, like little by little start taking care of yourself and of your spirit and of your body so that you can be, you know, fully healthy inside and out so that you can really bring your light out and, and just, uh, you have to be strong and support yourself on this because it's not for the weak hearted. No, courage. What about you, MJ? I agree with Amy. Um, also, um, I feel that, let's say that if I were to turn away from my spiritual path, I would be reminded through my dreams, which are so profound. And it's not because there's some force out there trying to remind me. That's really myself, reminding myself what I really want to do. These are all things that I, I really want to do. But some of those fears will stop, you know, people it was stopping myself from actually just expressing who I am. The more and more that I, I, you know, I do this daily, the more confident that I get with expressing myself. And I'm just watching, you know, like on my social media platform, like no one says anything, <laughs> but I can see how I generated all those friends. It was from a different time in my life. Now I have to generate new people that are going to appreciate what I have to bring, what I have to say. Mm -hmm. So just being courageous. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. 
the healer warrior, the warrior, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Anything else you want to share um, before we finish for today? No. Yeah, I would like to share. Oh, go ahead. No, no. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> so I think, um, to be honest, if we kind of keep our abilities to ourselves, I got a reminder, like when I started my spiritual journey to go to nature, uh, there was a lot of information that was coming out saying that you need to return to nature. And when I sit out there, I have remembered how we're all connected together. We all need uh, one another. Everything works together. And if I take all of my abilities and I keep it to myself, then I'm doing a disservice to community, forgetting that we are all connected. And that is why it's truly important to continue to work on ourselves and remember that connection. And therefore, we will remember why it's important to go share how we're going to share. There's not a correct way to do it. You got to learn how you fit in in life. Just share it with other people so they can awaken or they can learn and benefit from it as well. Right. Yeah, the energy exchange of whatever you watch on is it YouTube, Facebook, whatever, right? On social media, and the news, movies, your friends, family, everything is giving you calls and you're exchanging calls. And it's like really the matrix. So <laughs> maybe we need to go back and watch that movie again. <laughs> I did like three days ago. I watched the matrix. <laughs> that's funny I always remember that because when I tap in it's you know it just looks like calls and it's like and we're it's changing the calls right I'm like okay I gotta go watch that movie again (laughs) beautiful anything else last minute messages well I just you know anyone that's listening that's going through this I just I I want you to know that you're here to assist the to assist to raise the consciousness of humanity and you're uncovering your light to increase the vibration of yourself and of others. And it can be difficult, especially if you're like one of the first around you to, to go through this, but um, keep doing the work because it is a beautiful thing. And it's why we're here. Yeah. I I'm going to share this dream to end with my message. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago and it was the year 2124, so 101 years from now. And I was in, I was back in school at Cornell University. And I was like, why am I back here? And then I saw the year and I was like, oh my God, it's like 100 years later. <laughs> What's going on? And I was going in and it was apparently orientation. And in the orientation, there were a couple of tables and one of those, a couple of those tables were ayahuasca tables. Like, come, let's do ayahuasca this ayahuasca this weekend. I was like, they're doing ayahuasca. <laughs> and then I went into one of the dorms. And in one of the dorms, there was a beautiful room with a lot of crystals everywhere from like the ceiling, the walls and everything. And from there you could do. Um, you go in and you could go to different places like a cell phone but from that room and you project yourself to different places and I was like oh my god we can do this in 2024 (laughs) that's cool so many but the biggest thing was like everything that we're doing now is getting 
before and now it's getting ready it's getting us ready for that moment what's coming up is going to be magical so anyways i have fun we'll see you guys on the next one yeah thank you ciao ciao